Um, so I was just in a friendly little place I like to call it the void. Anyway. Oh shit, my wine. Good thing Here, it was closed. If, uh, you I don't introduce even yourself. I, I was, yeah, I was, you've I was, had I was one sip there. of wine. Stop I haven't even like had, I have not even had one sip yet. I've just opened it, put it up to my mouth, and then decided I wanted to talk instead of sip it. But here, uh, you can introduce yourself while I just take a couple swigs of this. Hey, bad I'm Kay. Um, I'm a heterosexual. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me spray wine all over this lovely bathroom that we are using as a recording studio right I now. I love women. But I also love men. I know there's not much to love about them. So we have our friend Sam in the studio right now, which is uh making it extremely cramped. It's so cramped, but I'm loving it. Oh, We're just getting yeah. real cozy here. I kinda wanna take a selfie of all three of us in yeah. here. So But yeah, so Sam is here. Um he's just playing around on his switch um while trying to be silent in the background and he might occasionally jump in with a couple of quips. Anyway, okay, so yeah. I'm gay. Um, I I I am gay. Um, I'm bisexual, actually. Yay. Which is pretty darn gay. Um, it's a little bit gay. Um, I don't know why I feel the need to introduce my sexuality with the podcast, but it's just like <laughs> it's like a cry for help. A working um, title for this podcast, by the way, was Tay and K Investigate. <laughs> that was my um because i i also identify as bisexual it's fine but i don't need to announce it every time we start recording I'm so a, I, I know i'm sam's just already giving us a look sam there's a reason that we we're have... gonna get so many looks while we're there's a reason that there's a lot of editing that goes yeah. into this but we get lots of memes. There's a like, how do you think we got those good memes? Sam, stop it! You can't even see the faces he's making. It's rude. I just sound like a fool. I know I always sound like a fool. Taya, how was your week? How's it going? You know, it's been uh, it's been all right. I got it's actually been two weeks. This past week, I got a new office, and it's uh, it's pretty neat. We were not really furnished yet, but it's I guess new and exciting. Whatever. That's. My adult life. Very exciting. Oh, Sam's trying so hard to be super quiet. Sam, I you can it. talk. You're okay. Sam, you can... can you introduce yourself? Anyway, don't you have something to ask me, Tay? Um, yeah, will you, um, will you, uh, um, um, will you marry me? Tay, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. You're my twin flame. So how was your week? <laughs> I'm officially passing almost my anatomy class. I'm, I'm officially passing a kidney stone right I'm officially, now. Elsie's I've been waiting to pass this. I saw the movie, and I haven't seen a movie in like 8,000 years. I haven't seen a movie <laughs> since the last time I saw a movie. It's been 80. It's been 84. Oh, and I got over my bronchitis. I can That's talk right. now. I forgot. I actually, okay. So I had a cold, and then I got bronchitis. Oh, no. And then, um, thanks to my lovely friend that I thought I had given bronchitis to, I'm now starting to develop another cold that apparently I got from somebody that didn't have bronchitis but had a different form of cold. Mm. And so I just keep developing sickness. I have so many friends with sick. Thanks, Gabby. 
for that bronchitis, though. So. I just want to give Tris a little shout-out for being, like, super supportive throughout her entire um, introductory... Spotify, or Spotify, SoundCloud process. follower. Yeah, Tris, you are, like, our first... I mean, I can't really say loyal because this is only episode two, but, like, I'm I feel like you're, loyal. like, our first loyal fan, which is um, really But nice. also Alex... Who also, Alex, who um, gave provided, us yeah, an ahead. idea for our next episode, but you don't get to know it yet. Alex knows. Oh wait, it. that's the next one, not this one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. One. That's right. No, Duh. this who episode. Gave us the idea, um, Parker. This Parker episode is dedicated idea. to Parker. So he happened to be there while I was working on editing the first episode on serial murders, um, and he thought we were hilarious for some reason, and so we let him select the topic for our next episode which is this episode and that topic is Kay would you like to Sam would you like to introduce the topic come on tell us what the topic is tell it into the mic <laughs> say it real loud puppets <laughs> what topic Sam, about questions come on participate if you're gonna sit in here you're gonna participate Sam I love you Sam Sam so this week's topic chosen by good old Parker is cryptids So I'm going to start with a little Wikipedia definition. Um, (laughs) Pulled straight from Wikipedia says, Cryptozoologists may consider any figure from folklore to be a cryptid uh, after the term cryptozoology and meaning a hidden animal. The Oxford English Dictionary defines the noun cryptid as an animal whose existence or survival to the present day is disputed or unsubstantiated, any animal of interest to a cryptozoologist. Some dictionaries and encyclopedias define the term cryptid as an animal whose existence is questionable, which makes it perfect for this podcast. Uh, Any animal who would interest a cryptozoologist, basically, can be considered a cryptid. My my ex-girlfriend used to call herself a cryptid. She said she was the cryptid friend. She's never proven to me that she existed. Sometimes I think that that period of my life was just like a weird dream. So, like, maybe she is a cryptid. Um, well, well, there have been attempts to codify cryptozoology approaches. Unlike biologists, zoologists, botanists, and other academic disciplines, however, there are no accepted, uniform, or successful methods for pursuing cryptids. Okay, Eberhardt's classifications. So, this cryptozoologist named Eberhardt made this list. It's an umbrella for the cryptozoological before I really started looking into this, I didn't really, I, I didn't really know what a cryptid was or what necessarily classified something as a cryptid. I didn't either. Like, yeah, we all talk about cryptids, and I think Bigfoot, but then like never think like, what are they? Right, right. And there are just like so many different things that go into defining what a cryptid is. Okay, do you want to start, or do you want me to just start? You can start. Um, one of them is distribution anomalies, which are animals reported outside their normal range. So like. Anomalous big cats of the UK. What's that mean? The ABCs of the UK. Yeah, oh, anomalous big cats. Um, so I was actually looking into these. Uh, this is kind of the first thing I looked at because I really like cats. <laughs> so I was kind of looking for something like feline to do. And the anomalous big cats of the UK are like they're big cats, you know, wild cats. That like they're known species. They belong somewhere entirely different, but they just somehow like, ended up in the UK and nobody knows how. Like, I don't know, have you seen all those articles going around about that one duck just chilling in New York? That's from, like, a completely different country and no one knows how it got there. But yeah, apparently that duck is technically a cryptid, according to this list of classifications here. Number two, undescribed, unusual, or outsized variations of known species. So, like, giant anacondas reported from Amazonia or the spotted lions of East Africa. So basically, these are animals that 
we again we know of the species like we know that there are confirmed animals that actually uh exist out there but it's just weird variations to them so different like patterns different colors different uh sizes just stuff like that (laughs) um survivals of recently extinct species such as the ivory-billed woodpecker which was presumed extinct and extinct 1960 it was presumed extinct so that one's pretty self-explanatory i feel like um number four um, survivals of species known only from the fossil record in the modern times so this is pretty similar to the last one, but instead of being presumed ex- extinct, it's like, oh, I've like I've only seen these in fossils, but. <laughs> um, so lingerings or survivals of species known from the fossil record much later in historical times than currently thought. So that one's like the woolly mammoth, which they thought like it was extinct a really really long time ago. They found like more recent fossils of it, so that's cool. Um, then animals not known from the fossil record, but related to known species. So like the Indian wolf or the striped man array, which like we've never found fossils of, but um, we've like seen similar species out there. Animals not known from the fossil record, nor related to any known species. So like Bigfoot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, number eight is mythical animals with a zoological basis. So they're like animals that we know like unicorns and stuff yeah yeah yeah. like stuff that's like based on things that already exist um seemingly paranormal or supernatural entities with some animal-like characteristics like mothman or some fairies or like black dogs like the grim so number 10 known hoaxes or probable misidentifications so like the jackalope i'm pretty sure this was one of my roommates um jade shout out if this is you but talking about how somebody from her childhood actually convinced her that the jackalope is a real thing for a while i feel like i thought it was a real thing too yeah to the people who don't know a jackalope is it's a taxidermy thing where they take like a rabbit but they like put like deer antlers on it and they call it a jackalope so that's technically a cryptid i guess which i think is really funny i remember definitely thinking that was real i think it's because like there's a jackrabbit too and it just like makes you it's so similar that you're like it must be real it's a jackalope obviously so i think it's interesting too that like there's also mythical animals with a zoological basis so i feel like a jackalope could kind of be that too but then at the same time it's also something that people created so like like it's a known hoax like for sure but we don't know about unicorns nobody's nobody's proved proved that a unicorn's not real so really quick i guess i'll just also say that same zoologist gave some like opposite parameters so things like um insignificance so if the creature isn't like a big weird or like dangerous thing that humans are all obsessed with then it can't be encrypted um lack of controversy so it says here someone needs to observe a mystery animal and someone else needs to discredit the sighting so there kind of needs to be like an argument about whether or not this is a real thing um erratics so this one kind of like how the duck that somehow got to new york is considered a cryptid because nobody knows how it got there but on the other hand if we did know how that duck got there then that that duck would no longer be encrypted. So hopefully this duck can stay encrypted. Hopefully no one figures out how the heck it got to New York. <laughs> um, another one is like bizarre humans. So zombies or vampires. And angels and demons also don't count unless there's some sort of animal characteristic with it. Or like the black dog, which could be classified as a demon, but also classified as a cryptid, which we'll also do a future episode about, I'm sure. Someday. Yeah, I'm sure. someday. Um, and then lastly, aliens. Aliens are not cryptids, and we will discuss those in a later episode. Sam, I have a cookie here for you if you want it. He doesn't love me. It's a heart cookie. <laughs> Sam's face. Would you like to talk to the people, or are you just, are you ever going to peep in? 
I think Sam's the real cryptid of this podcast. There's no proof that he exists. <laughs> this is going to be controversial. Everyone's going to care about it. We're just going to scrap all the content and just do this episode on Sam. Once again, I did something a little bit more obscure. Because you're obscure. I am. I'm a cryptid. <laughs> Sam just gave you such a fucking eye roll. So, like I mentioned before, I really like cats as well as ducks. Cat so, cat. you can't hug every cat or every duck. I don't think the ducks would like that very much. But yeah, so I was kind of specifically looking for a cryptid that could be feline in nature. Feline a little. <laughs> Feeling a little feline. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry. I'm feline a little bit disappointed with my joke. So this one that I picked, is it, it led me to believe that it was sort of feline at first, but it uh, kind of turned out to be a little different. But I was too deep in and I really liked it, so this is what we're doing. So I'm probably going to pronounce some of these things wrong, even though I did um, like try to do the research on it, but that was like a while ago. So I, <laughs> we'll see how well this goes. <laughs> So I'm going to be talking about a creature from the folklore of the Philipp- Philippines called the Sigbin. Its other name is, which is rarely used, the Amamayong. Definitely said that wrong, but sorry about it. <laughs> so this guy is a bipedal creature in Philippine mythology. It's known as the Chupacabra of the Philippines. Um, it's said to come out at night to suck the blood of victims from their shadows, which I found really interesting. When I first read that, I thought it meant like they emerged from the shadows to suck your blood, but it actually means like they suck your blood from your shadow maybe they do still emerge from the shadows but like the point is that they they don't latch onto you to suck it'll like attack your shadow then suck the blood from your shadow that's weird so you could just be like hanging out and then all your blood would just be gone yep but like what if you were staring at a shadow and something just jumped out of nowhere and attacked it i would just that would be terrifying um they can move like really really fast um so like so quickly so that nobody sees them basically yes <laughs> edward cullen the segment but you would definitely know it's coming because they they sparkle in the night or in the day sorry sorry my bad they apparently smell really bad it's edward cullen actually don't they smell good though i've never read twilight or seen twilight so i don't really know i'm sorry so i remember specific sam's dying do you need to go do you need a doctor i'm a nurse do you need a hug do you need to sit in my sink? Do you need to take a shower? You smell bad. Are you a Sigbin? I remember very specifically this one line from Twilight. Like, it's in, like, one of the first scenes where um, she says that she worries that she smells bad, but she, like, puts her hair in front of her face to smell it, and she smells like strawberry shampoo. Yeah, so, but you would definitely know that it was coming even though you couldn't see it because they apparently smell really bad. Uh, That's probably because it is suggested that they eat corpses. Apparently they're attracted to to the smell of corpses and they're said to aid haste in death by licking dying people. So if you're dying, watch out because the Sigmund is going to find you. Lucky thing, I've been dead inside my whole fucking life. So they can also bite your shadow, which can cause like immediate harm or death to the person casting the shadow. So it could come up, bite your shadow, harm you, suck your blood, and then lick you until you die. I don't like that. So I said that I picked the Sigmund because it was supposed to like resemble a feline somewhat. So that's what I was told from like some of my original sources, but came to find out that that's not exactly the case. They're said to walk backwards with their head lowered between their hind legs. It resembles a hornless goat, but has very large ears, which it can clap like a pair of hands. 
So they like walk backwards, stick their head in between their legs, and then just like clap their giant ears. And then they bite your shadow and lick you. They also have a long flexible tail that can be used as a whip. So although segments do run wild, they also can be domesticated in a way, which is really interesting, like based on what I just told you about them. But um, first of all, there's another creature in Philippine mythology called the Aswang. The Aswang are said to keep them as pets, um, and they help the Aswang hunt animals for their food. So often when people find dead animals, they blame the Sigmund for it. Aswang are not the only creatures that can keep Sigmund as pets. They're actually, according to legend, they're people known as the Sigmundon, which just translated to those who own Sigmund. Can we get one? I guess, yeah. Can we go to the pet store? I don't think you can get them at the pet store. Well, okay, I'm not going to buy them at the pet store anyway. They mean society. Sure, yeah, yeah, we can go... We'll go to the Philippines. Can we go to a no-kill shelter in the yes. Philippines? Everybody support your local no-kill shelter. But yeah, so the Sigmundon, they apparently have like the power to command the Sigmund, so they can literally keep Sigmund as pets. So Sigmundon are said to potentially be witches. Uh, they're able to shapeshift into creatures such as alligators or dogs, uh, so they join the Sigmund in killing children for their hearts. Yeah, so the way that Sigmunds are kept, so during the day they're usually stored in jars made of clay, and they have to be fed like charcoal and raw meat to keep them alive and nourished. Sometimes they even like feed them blood. Also, what I found interesting is that Sigmundon can actually serve their Sigmund as food for their guests. This doesn't actually kill the Sigmund as long as there are even just some leftover bones. Um, the Sigmund can be fully restored to the same creature it was before it was eaten. And it said that owning a Sigmund brings fortune and wealth to its owner. But it said that in a lot of sources than in one source in particular, it said the reason for this is because the Sigmund can order the Sigmund to go steal from people. <laughs> So, like, it's not just, like, oh, you have a Sigmund, like, that's good luck, Charm. It's, like, no, like, in order to get the fortune, you have to go make your Sigmund just steal from everyone else. You're just taking somebody else's fortune and wealth. But um, if you own a Sigmund, you have to be careful to stay in front of it, because it's safe if you're in front of it, but once you're behind it, then it gets deadly. That's, like, a vicious kind of pet. You know, that's kind of like how my cat is, too, though, to be honest. We all know she could kill me in her sleep if she wanted to. But can you use your cat as a mode of transportation? It's kind of like when you're little and you try to climb on your dog's back and your parents are like, no. I do that all the time. And every single time I acted the same amount of, like, it's kind of like my life now. Like, the definition of insanity kind of set in early because I would just get on top of the dogs and my parents would be like, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. And I'd be like, no, it's fine. I trust him. And then they'd like bump me off. They'd just like throw me on the ground. And I would be like, why did that happen to me? I'm a good person every single time. <laughs> the Sigmund can actually use as a mode of transportation. Or to do that, the Sigmundon basically just gets on the Sigmund's back, facing the tail, tell the Sigmund where it wants to go, and then give the base of a tail a gentle tap. And they move so fast that they could be invisible. So like, you'll get there real fast. Super convenient. Because they're Edward Cullen. Yeah. Duh. Riding Edward Cullen all the way to your destination. <laughs> and then fun fact, some legends actually say the blood of a Sigmund can cure HIV and AIDS. That's a very oddly specific thing. Yeah. I was poking around on a website called the Spirits of the Philippine Archipelago, otherwise known as phspirits.com. And it's basically like a compilation of... Uh, a bunch of short stories based on Philippine uh, mythology. Uh, this particular story is written by Carl Gaverza. Um, it was inspired by the Sigbin entry in Creatures of Philippine Lower Mythology. Yeah, so it's a very short story and I just wanted to read it because it just, I don't know, it gives a really interesting, it, it's, it's a very interesting take on this uh, legend. So, my shadow spoke to me again. 
This time, it was during lunch. I was preparing the chop suey, and it told me to take the knife and stab the waitress who was going to pick up the next order. It whispered terrible things about her. How she talked behind my back. How she told people I was insane, and that's why my boyfriend left me. How no one would ever love a freak like me. I told my boss that I was feeling sick today, and he let me go home. The commute back to the apartment was hell. I made the mistake of standing by the window, and people stared for an hour. They looked right across me, and I just kept my head down. I didn't want the attention. Enough is enough. I packed my bags and booked a flight to... I'm definitely going to say this wrong. Iloilo? Iloilo? (laughs) The flight only lasted an hour, and I took the first bus back home. A big part of me thinks I'm crazy for doing this, trying to fight back a monster with another one. But that part is quickly silenced. The shadow spoke again. It told me how easy it would be to just go up to the driver and force the bus to hit a passing car, or better yet, a building. The whispers are getting stronger, but I forced them away. It's getting scared. It should be. I reached the town late. It's close to midnight, but I can't waste any more time. I run towards the field. I know it will be there, just like it was when it killed my sister. She told me to run, but I didn't want to leave her. I thought I could help her. I'll always remember her scream when it bit her shadow. The whispers in my ears turn into shouts. The shadow's angry and I can't wait. I take the flashlight from my bag and set it in front of me. A few minutes later, I smell it. The smell of rotting flesh and burnt skin. The smell of my salvation. The sigmen is vicious. It bares its teeth and rushes past me, and for a second I know true peace. It's happened. I'm finally free. A moment later, I feel something is wrong. The sudden realization leaves me gasping for air. It bit the wrong shadow. Oof. Oof. I, like, have goosebumps from my own reading. <laughs> Recurring themes of intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is my life. The same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess this um, the story really spoke to me. So that's my segment! Alright, that means it's my turn. Uh-huh. Sam, would you like to say a few supporting words for the cause? Come on, the mic's all for you. This is Sam's segment. Sam, come on. Sam, give us a word. Give us a word. Just one. Is now not the time? If you need to use your demon voice in order to sound cryptic, you may. Do you need to use the bathroom? I have a toilet. <laughs> I have to pee nonstop. Like, can be confirmed by everybody in this room. Sam, mm-hmm. can you confirm? Just not if you can confirm. Do I have to pee all the time? Nothing. Um, anyway. So <laughs> let's go to the notes that are about the creature that I'm doing. Oh, I probably should have looked up how to say it, because I fucked it up. Tay's much better prepared than me. My life's not in order. My life's in shambles. You're doing great. You're doing the best you can right now. No. I'm doing the You're doing this podcast. Wendigo? Wendigo? (gasps) The Wendigo! Is it Wendigo? I think it's Wendigo, yeah. Wendigo. Because, um... I titled it Wendigo Cryptid Time. Because they're featured in... Is it Until Dawn? That the Wendigos are <laughs> They're featured in a lot of things. Right, they're featured in a yeah, But there's, like, a particular video game that I played that, like, talked about the Wendigo a lot. Maybe it wasn't 
Well, the Wendigo is like my favorite no, cryptid. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, because human nature is like one of my, I don't know, it's a really big thing for me. I was going to go to school for a psych degree, but I was going to go not just because like, I know a lot of people with mental issues want to go because they're like, oh, I want to help people like me. But I just really think it's really interesting. Like so human good. nature is crazy. We're mad, man. I almost threw my laptop off the toilet, kids. <laughs> don't worry. We're good, though. Everything's fine. Everything's under control. Um, oh, so, man, I'm so excited. So we're doing the Windigo, and it can be spelled like Windigo with um, W-I-N-D-I-G-O or W-E-N-D-I-G-O. Uh, I also have the Weetigo written down here. There are a lot of different names for it. There were some that aren't even like, don't, they don't look similar at all. Um, so that's like... Nice. Yeah. That's I like that. Cool. I want to know the origins behind that. This is, um, it's a really old cryptid, so, like, with all cryptids, there are a lot of varying legends, kind of like yours. Right. Um, where, um, as my notes say, thusly, even appearance varies. <laughs> Just take a moment to absorb that. You know, that's Thusly, what happens. even appearance varies. A lot of artists will do different renditions of, of what they've heard. But, yeah, so the appearance varies between them. Um, but for, like, I'm going to kind of focus on, like, in general what it looks like because what is consistent amongst most of them is that it's a humanoid figure they look pretty much like starved they have really tight skin they have like protruding bones and like ashy skin and that's kind of what's like consistent for most of them um there are some legends that say that like they get bigger with each meal so like every meal they have they like get bigger um Yikes. And then a lot of them also say that they have, like, animal ears or, like, horns and antlers. It really depends on the legend for that one. But the main consistent thing is that they're, like, a humanoid figure that looks like they're, like, starving. Most of the legends also say that they have sunken eyes and, like, sharp pointy teeth. Not, like, vampire teeth where they have, like, two protruding fangs, but just, like, weird, like, razor-sharp teeth. Um, and they also, similar to yours, they have really bad breath and odor. Oh, so, lovely. Like, they just, they, they stanky, just like yours. Oh. Cryptids smell bad. I mean, honestly, wouldn't it be kind of weird if I told you all these things about the um, Wendigo, and then I was just like, yeah, but they smell like um, perfume. <laughs> That'd be amazing. They smell, they smell like, like strawberries. Like, yeah, they smell like strawberries, strawberry just like Bella. Thank you, Bella. Um, so, so my cryptid is Edward, and your cryptid is Cryptid. Actually, okay, my it would have to be like post-vampire Bella, because the next thing is that... Varying accounts, like, again, like, a lot of this is varying accounts, which I'm sure you encountered with yours. But these I kind of found, like, equal amounts of accounts within the first few pages of Google. Sure. Um, um, varying accounts say, like, they either have, like, insane speed or they walk like a zombie. Kind of, like, zombie-like. Hmm. So... ¿Por qué no los dos? Yeah, I mean, maybe insane they walk like a zombie, speed, but, like, but really what? fast. Yeah. <laughs> which would be... Honestly, pretty terrible. That would be so scary. Imagine, like... I would be freaked out. Just, like, chasing you around. And the one... Like, one of the things that was pretty consistent was that their senses are, like, amazing. Um, but it also, like, another thing that they have in addition is that they have, like... They're really, really powerful, like, really strong. And that's, like, something that's pretty common but isn't, like, super consistent. But the crazy, amazing senses is a pretty consistent thing. Another thing that I read... In, like, one place, but I'm going to mention it just in case, like, it is a thing, but I didn't really see it anywhere else, is that they can, like, throw voices. Oh, cool. Um, so, like, they could make you think 
that they're in one place. Like, I've heard of some other cryptids where, like... I'm pretty sure uh, the us ones do that. Yeah, but that's, like, ones. a different thing. That's, like, the closer they are, right, right, they sound right. further away. Um, but this is more, like, they can just throw voices. What nice. is it? I feel like there's, like, a power in, like, Harry Potter where you can throw voices. I don't remember. I don't remember. All I think of is ventriloquism. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Bella, but like a ventriloquist. Cool. So we're going to talk about origin and history. I have it written in here, origin and history time with three exclamation points. Ooh, three. Um, So we're going to start with the written history. So, well, kind of written history. The written history. Because, God, I should have looked this one up too. The Algonquin. 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 I believe. I've studied this. I've literally Um, studied this. Um, Algonquin. Algonquin Algonquin languages. But... So it kind of starts with, like, their oral history. So um, they kind of passed it along, and their... Uh, so it's another way that stories get changed a lot. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Yeah. There's, you know, when it's passed down orally, it's so harder yeah. to keep it consistent. Yeah. Well, this one's kind of... You'll, you'll learn more about it. <laughs> um, so it's... Um, they are an Algonquian-speaking tribe that, like, lives kind of by the Ottawa River. Um, so kind of like where Quebec and Ontario, Ontario, <laughs> Ontario, um, Ontario, um, Canada, Canada. It's in all of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Canada. just gave me the biggest Corinthian. what the fuck look. Please, I don't live in Canada, do I? Ontario. Is what Ontario? We say. Um, we say Ontario. Ontario? What do the Canadians say? I mean... Sure, English-speaking Canadians also say Ontario. Canada? Explain. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ontario and Quebec. They live by there. This is the... I messed up. Let's get past this. That's enough of that now. (laughs) Um, So, the first written account was by... Paul Le Jeune? No, Jeune. Paul Le, pa- Paul Le, Paul Le Jeune. Paul Je Jesuit? 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 A missionary. <laughs> um, he... <laughs> so he lived among them, like, in Quebec. Like, he came over there and hung out with them. I mean, obviously, like, there's a lot of French Canadians for a reason. Mm-hmm, you'll see. Mm-hmm, you'll see. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Paul Le Jeune, he lived among Le them Jeune. in Quebec. And then he reported back to Paris in 1636. I think you mean um, Paris. I'm sorry. Of a supernatural cannibalistic creature. Oh. So, um, like, we think that, I literally wrote in here, white people love supernatural shit. Honestly, though. I wrote that in here. um, Roll talk. And then, so, like, that's kind of why um, this was kind of picked up. Like, I wrote, like, the thing I have next is kind of like, where did this come from in the Algonquian? Um, tribes, like, how did they come up with this? But, like, the thing I want to kind of focus on here is that it, like, really spread after this because white people love supernatural shit. So we just kind of were like, um, what? Cannibalistic creature? And then it kind of blew up from there. White people. And white people. Um, so the thing I'm kind of referring to also, like, another thing that I looked to was, like, the Salem Witch Trials for that. Like, we just love our supernatural shit and we love blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Um, but... We gotta, I just, can I talk about my notes right here? Dude, go for it. Let me read this word for word. What I wrote, let's just, what do you think I wrote next in my notes for myself to look at later? A nice surprise for Kay to look at when reading. Where did it come from, though? Good thing you asked, loser. I got you. 
<laughs> it was cold as shit. Wait, is this supposed to be our script? <clears throat> Where did it come from, though? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Cotton I'm trying to follow a script. Where did it come from, though? You asked, loser. I got you. <laughs> it was cold as shit. But Wow, anyway. the cryptid is The cryptid's clapping. clapping. Do you have something to say for the camera? For the, for the microphone? Sam's a we have no response from the cryptid. It's fine. When you're extremely cold and hungry, you're also weak. Um, but, like, the weakness that comes along with that can, like, lead you to being corrupt. As in, like, it can lead you to becoming a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, you can become, like, overcome with greed and, like, a need. Like, like kind of like that instinctual greed in you takes over. Sam's laughing at me. So, like, the, that's when it kind of started is that, like, this is a very cold area. So, like, when that greed and um, hunger and, like, will to survive, but, like, in a very, very, like, selfish way kind of took over, the human condition is what corrupted them in the end. Makes sense. And um, that's what ended up, like, creating the Wendigo. Um, but it does vary whether it's, like, actual corruption of the human or, like, a possession by the creature. Noted. Like, that is the Wendigo. Sure. So, like, it varies whether you're being possessed by something that makes you become that or whether you're just so corrupt that you turn into something else. Many versions that, like, kind of, this kind of relates to that in many versions say that the human is also trapped in the frozen heart of the Wendigo. But, like, they can only be separated with the death of the heart. So, like, the only... They're, like, trapped in there, but the only way to free them is by killing them. So, like, the only way to free them is by taking out the heart and then destroying it, which also destroys the creature itself. But that's something that definitely, like, varies from legend to legend. So, can't really confirm that in case you ever see a Wendigo yourself. Don't rely on that. You know, I think that's kind of the point of cryptids. Don't rely on that Cannot be confirmed. Yeah, don't. Um, So, like, there are many different ways. But why does the Wendigo exist? Why did the Algonquians come up with this silly, this silly legend? I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping you've got silly. me. Humans rely on sharing, so like this is kind of a punishment for not sharing. Mm. So it's like kind of like how um, the Brothers Grimm wrote stories trying to teach kids how to be good and like using gruesome ways. Yeah. Um, with very, very horrible, horrible fairy tales that I definitely did not have to translate for my German class. <laughs> um, so this is kind of just like, that's kind of like the Algonquian version of those. They tell this story in order to encourage people to share because it's very important in those kind of communities or like especially back then for them to all share amongst themselves in this way. If you don't cooperate, it's kind of like you're going to become a Wendigo. You better kind of work as a team. Because but what if you want to become a Wendigo? Well, then I hope you enjoy being trapped in the woods in the cold. Have fun as a Wendigo. Already there. Um. Now it functions a lot as symbolism for consumerism and, like, the taking over of the white man of the Mm. Algonquian society. Not the Algonquian specifically, but just, like, Native American culture and, like, the assimilation of white people into Native American culture and them forcing Native Americans. It's It's a way of them to, like, warn against the corruption of losing their culture in order to go with the new cultures that are being forced upon them. Mm-hmm. It's a way of warning against that because that greed can harm them. Oh, I like so that. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, been kind of like side. changed. It's been kind of changed to like suit that as sure. well. But that's its original purpose was kind of like a cautionary tale to mm-hmm. encourage them all to like work together. So that's pretty cool, wow. actually. Like, yeah, that's actually that. super rad. I've never um, heard that part of the story before, which I think is super cool. Pop culture is there with Wendigos. Yeah. We're very, we're very, yes, I'm a Wendigo. It's been solved. <laughs> it's always me in the end. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. um, so it's generally like 
misrepresented like many things in pop culture <laughs> and we all know like there was a supernatural episode with the wendigo um there are a lot of other things i had a list and i don't have it on me because i'm stupid and very bad at notes but I'm sure we can all think of at least one thing that we've seen. It was in My Little Pony, The Wendigos. Um, I know, isn't that weird? There was a, I actually, um, during my research, I saw a lot of people complimenting the way that Wendigos were represented in My Little Pony. Of course, you don't. <laughs> of course. So I guess we're just a oh, fucking, no. we just, we're all bronies in the end. Sam, stop showing memes. I'm trying to tell a story. There's also Wendigo Psychosis, which is based on the Wendigo cryptid. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Wendigo psychosis. I actually don't think I have. Um, it's it's kind of debated whether it's like a real thing or not, but it's a condition where people feel the need to be cannibalistic. Oh, so, oh okay. So, All right. Interesting. Um, and then some of the notes that Yikes. I have on like stories, most of the stories that I found were very obviously like very, very fake, like posted in. I, I couldn't like all of them seemed pretty, pretty fake. I like saw some that <laughs> seemed kind of legit, but it's just, yeah, it's so hard to like through the creepypasta but some of the ones that i found like some murders and stuff that were based on it oh. so let me let me give you some of those let me give you a taste of i'm that. interested in that. <laughs> i'm interested <laughs> so um in 1878 there was a cree man named swift runner and he killed um all of his family and then was arrested for this right oh, no. and he claimed he was possessed by the wendigo oh, no. um and then after he was arrested in, I think it, I don't know, remember if he was arrested at this in 1879, but I know he was executed in 1879. Ooh. After he was arrested and before he was executed, he became a good Catholic man. <gasps> yeah, no. Oh, yeah, wow. no. And then actually, like, gave this really, really, like, guilt ridden speech oh. before he was executed. So that's one of the ones that was based, like, kind of on the Wendigo. And then another one is the Fiddler Killings which were committed by Jack Fiddler. Um, he had a, I think, okay, so I'm a little bit confused by this. I think he was also, like, he had this really fancy name. And, um, well, it's, it's, it's a long name. And I don't want to butcher it. I'm going to be real. This is, this is the name that us, um, us whites gave him because we don't know how to pronounce, like. Jack Fiddler is the name that we gave him? Yeah, we okay. gave him the name Jack Fiddler. And I really want to represent him by saying his real name. But you're not gonna do it, just. But I don't want to butcher it because it's pretty brutal. It's like all, it's like, it's like five names in one, and they're all uh, things I don't know how to pronounce. And is I it feel all like, Is it? Do you want me to look it up? Do you want to give it a shot? You don't... <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you guys are gonna see this, and you're gonna yeah, be we're gonna like, be really I understand. Confused. Oh, yikes! Shawano Gizigo Jawa Jawano. Jawano You see why I'm just calling Gabal. him um He Jack who Fiddler. stands on the southern sky, Jack Fiddler. I'm yes. just gonna call him Jack Fiddler. Please do. Alright, so that was Tay's attempt and it was <laughs> as brutal as I thought mine would be, but hey, let Tay make themselves a fool instead. Um Yep. So um they were a shaman for their tribe and they were arrested for murder. He murdered like fifteen people. Oh, okay. And he claimed to have killed them because they were all Wendigos. And so that's cool. Interesting. Yeah, he was just trying cool. to save them. But yeah, he was trying to save them. Yeah. Um, one of them was like his daughter-in-law. Oh yeah. Um, or no, it was his friend's daughter-in-law, and that's the murder he got arrested Ooh. on. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, I've killed like fifteen other people." <clears throat> um, and then after escaping, he actually hung himself. Damn. Um, so he like murdered all these people and then committed suicide all in the name of Wendigos. So, wow. Yeah. Lots um, of people are dying in the name of the Wendigo. 
But I don't really have any other stories about it. I feel like I didn't wrap that I up. I thought very that was. Well. I, I actually like. I liked that. I feel like that was wasn't a, like. I didn't wrap it. I didn't. It didn't feel very final. But like. You know, it is wait, what it is. Let me flip to the last page. I hope the internet oh, heard that. Beautiful. The end. I love it. Thank you. Actually, no. That's really interesting. How like murders have happened like because of the one yeah yeah um it's kind of like the slender man thing but that's like a whole different thing for us we're we're not on like we're not on that end of the cryptids right now we're not on the creepy pasta cryptids because right well slender man would not technically be considered a cryptid because he's like too human for that you know yeah but um anyway sam wants to get out of this bathroom k wants to get out of this bathroom I guess yeah, I also kind of want to go. Like, like I love recording in bathrooms. This is a pretty small bathroom, though. It's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little tight, a little cramped. A little, little bit. So, um, <laughs> thanks for listening to uh, our podcast. Uh, we never solved anything. Um, I'm Tay. <gasps> he speaks. He's alive. Oh, you might want to get a little closer to the mic. So, hey everyone, <laughs> Sam here. Um, huge thank you for listening. Um, if you like what we're doing with this little podcast, feel free to rate us on iTunes or show some support by following us on one of our various many different social media platforms, of which we have Twitter at WNSA Podcast, Instagram and Facebook at a similar title at We Never Solved Anything. You can also send us an idea. We'd love to hear it at email for a future podcast idea at We Never Solved Anything at gmail.com. Before we wrap everything up here, going to do some shout-outs. Huge thanks to Parker for inspiring this episode. Um, big shout-out goes to Trey, our loyal friend, for doing the music for this. You can find him at Hisuya on Twitter and SoundCloud. Um, another huge shout-out to Aki, who did the cover art for this. You can find him on Instagram at I-R-I-D-H-A-N underscore S-K-K-Y. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Stay tuned for future episodes. We're going to be doing these every other week now with the promise of better audio quality. So that's something to have excitement for. So yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Love to have you. Love to hear from you. Um, And thank you so much for listening. See ya. I'm not married. Let me step to all of French Canada. Ontario. Oh, wait. Bring that up. up. Ontario. Thank you, Sam. God, Sam, I love your socks. Dude, I'm all about that stain. Right, and I boop your nose. I related to Terezi because I'm blind in one eye, so I was like, I'm basically Terezi. Terezi's blind in both eyes. It didn't even make any sense. Why are you looking up big anime titties? I hate myself. Um, so. I got you. The mic fell. Can't believe you had to drop the mic off. I'm joking, it's fine. Like to advertise that Triss is lovely. That's it. Yep. That's the advertisement. That's the advertisement. That's the only advertisement we will ever make on this. <laughs> don't don't lick the cartridge. Don't.